Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. My name is Corey Elijah here for a live taping of O Word with Corey Elijah from the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center for Fan Expo Chicago. Very, very excited to be here. It's been a very fun con thus far. I want everybody to know that I'm joined by two of my very close friends here, Lakota Lichwalt and Justin Tallwater. Thank you guys for joining me here at the Expo. Thank, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so, uh, so far, what's been your favorite thing that you've seen at the con, Justin? We'll go with you after Lakota. I went into the bathroom and I saw myself in the mirror. <laughs> Very epic. Uh, I, I like the I like the GI Joe toy, uh, the toy thing. Yeah, like the the Cobra Throne. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Definitely great for some photo ops, I must say. Yeah, I I think uh, I think that was dope. I got some some pretty good pictures on that too. No, it wasn't dope though. No fell dog. No fell dog. At least not so not yet. Not that we've seen yet. <laughs> I'm waiting for the fell dog. I mean, he's Donatello from the original TMNT. So I have my figures in the car. I'm ready to. I'm ready to fork over the cash. <laughs> just get them. Just get them signed. Yes, I have the glove on. This is my though. dream. So, so, so you you were prepped for today, just just in case. Yeah, definitely. My wallet was too. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you've seen so far, Lakota, that you've enjoyed? I, I mean. Talked about it right before we came on. It, there, there really isn't much that I don't want to buy, but you know, my life—it's just not reality, right? Like there's, there's so much awesome stuff. The from the the prints, the the movies. Um, I, I know I was talking to somebody else, but I, I wanted to meet Kevin Smith. That that's not yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> so I'm right there with you, man. That's he, Kevin Smith is on the top of my list of people to meet. Um, but yeah, logistically for me this weekend, it didn't work out. But uh, one day, I'm honestly hoping to maybe meet him in a more more personal, uh, you know, personal setting, I guess. And, and let, let's be honest, I, I don't know about you guys, but I would, I would not have been able to meet him without saying, what can you t tell me about Clerks 3? Right, because... It wouldn't have happened, right? <laughs> but and I know they had like a big you know panel and event here, and they went over some cool stuff they brought in. You know, most of the the cast for Clerks. It's super cool to see that they uh, actually are bringing that to fruition. Especially after seeing the trailer, it's definitely in the vein of something that you know that classic Kevin Smith meta. You know almost like we're remaking this and we're aware that it's a remake and we know that maybe we shouldn't do this, but we're going to do it anyway. And because we're doing it, we're putting our all behind it and it's going to be good and there's nothing that you can say to stop us from doing it. I'm definitely getting those vibes from, at least from what I've seen so far. Well, he, he, he's had a, a history of that, right? Like to, to where his last few movies have kind of have really just been in that, that vein. It's, it's about, yes, this is, what, what was the last movie? The where Jay, Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Yes, where, where they just went off about reboots, right? Like and, and blah, blah, blah. But, but it's, it's on point. It's, it's very accurate. And, and, and I think that's what a lot, of, a lot of people can take away from those movies is we are kind of recycling a lot of stuff now. And, but it's not always terrible. 
right? And it's and it's done in a meta way too, where it's like it's making fun of honestly not just you know his films and his you know movie universe, but I mean honestly the entire industry in a way, you know, just. When you have an IP that works, you want to, you know, you want to stick to that IP and you want to kind of reinvent it, but you don't want to go too far from the original source yeah. material. So, especially with the Jane Silent Bob reboot, you know, that's and that's what makes me excited for Clerks Three, is even though we know that maybe we shouldn't continue to touch it, but we're gonna do it anyways. They did it in a way that updates it, makes it acceptable when i say acceptable you know fresh for the times yep. you know what i'm saying updated on you know on some of maybe the terminology or some of you know how they would position themselves in it but still doing it within the same vein of you know what you expect from jay and silent bob or for, for clerks or you know if they do another mall rats you know <laughs> i have a confession to make let's hear it i haven't seen the trailer yet what what you haven't? You have a movies hat on right now, and you have not you seen do. the trailer? I just found out about it the other day, and I wanted to be <clears throat> in the perfect setting, and I wanted to watch it uh, with a clear state of mind, and I just got off of work when I when I found out, so I wanted to sleep, and, and then it just uh, it escaped me, and I haven't watched it yet, but we can watch it together. Yeah, I think that would be an awesome reaction. Where are they clerking? I don't even know what's going on. So that you wait, wait, you you, you don't know what's going. Oh, you. I don't. Watch I, it. I, you I don't. Gotta watch Clerks it. Two is like a big deal for me. Like that's the only movie I've ever paid two times to see in the theaters, and I kind of I'm glad that there's a Clerks Three, but I'm nervous because every in my opinion everything sucks now and I don't want clerks to suck because I love clerks and I don't want to have anything terrible to say about it because I will eviscerate a bad movie. <laughs> so since you haven't seen the trailer, what what would you want to see from Clerks 3? I think that would be a good way to unpack this for you. I mean I just think I don't I, I wanna I wanna see it how it used to be, but you can't really make some of the same jokes that you could 15 years ago, so I'm nervous to see how they're going to supplement some of the uh, the inappropriateness now, because you can't say half the shit they said in that movie. Now. You really can't. Very true. And some of the scenes, especially, you know, the infamous uh, show that they had. In oh, we'll, still, we'll, we'll still participate in a donkey show. I'm not, I'm not worried <laughs> about that. Kiki Kelly is is my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned out there. We're going to get his fresh reaction. So stay tuned. Make sure you check out uh, Corey Elijah on YouTube or on Facebook or whatever. Or you can check out uh, Christmas, Christmas Jones. Jones on YouTube as well and check out his live reaction to the Clerks 3 trailer. I, I can promise you it's going to be a treat. As you can tell, Justin's a very a sweet man. A Tahitian treat. <laughs> So man, let's uh, let's keep things moving here, guys. So we talked about Clerks. I know I'm the only. And since we're talking about movies, we might as well get this off our chest, right? I know you guys haven't seen it, but I know you you're interested on my take. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I'm gonna give you a fresh uh, review here, spoiler free review of Appreciate my thoughts that. on uh, 
Thor Love and Thunder because I saw it Thursday. You know, I always, you know, I like to go the opening night. I hated that trailer. You didn't like the trailer? What? I can't. can't. Actually, you know what? I'm not surprised by that. I honestly don't think you would, I don't think you would like the movie at all. I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I don't get it. I like campy, campy films. I love self aware, ridiculous movies with crazy 80, you know, hair band music in the background. (laughs) Silly dad jokes, inappropriate jokes, all of that stuff. I love it. So for me, I thought the movie was good. And also, I have a soft spot for, you know, emotional, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just an old man now or whatever it is. But something about like a, a, you know, a nice heartfelt bond between a man and a child in a you know the most appropriate way ever I was, i'm so glad that you, you followed up with that i, I really didn't, didn't I, I i thought i didn't want to be a part of the conversation anymore but it's just yeah. heartwarming man it is it's touching to see especially you know and there was so all right here we go so when i first heard of Love and Thunder, I was like, how is, you know, what is this going to be about? I know they were bringing in the Jane Foster, Mighty Thor character. I thought that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that they weren't going to do a, you know, they're doing a lot of character swapping. You okay. know, they're bringing in the next iteration of right. a lot of characters in the MCU. So I was slightly afraid that was going to happen. Um, that is not okay. the case. That's not a big spoiler, although right. the Mighty Thor is a big well, like, focal point of the film. The way they actually utilized the source material from the comic books was very appropriate to make this a standalone film where you had the parallels between the mighty Thor and Gore where it kind of creates that gray area where you're when you're looking at right and wrong, good and evil. You know what I'm saying? Because the way they parallel them, their their paths are are similar. Um, and they end in a similar fashion, although they both are on two separate sides of the coin. Okay. Um, and they utilize that base to kind of drive the Chris Hemsworth th- Thor throughout the entire film. Um, throughout it all, I thought it looked amazing. I thought uh, Taika Waititi did a great job at writing the uh, treatment for the most part. Um, what I will say is the ending, if especially for people that have been attached to the MCU for what, how long has it been? Almost 15 it's, years yeah, or, you know, however long. 2008, so yeah. You can definitely tell that phase four, they're just trying so many different things and going in so many different directions, right? Before they're in, you know, all of the pre- previous uh, phases, you could tell that there was a, you know, the, they say the Marvel, you know, blueprint that you go mm-hmm. go through. With this film, you're expecting the Marvel blueprint. You're kind of seeing it, but then once you get to the end, that's not what it is. And for people that kind of are expecting that, especially, you know, there's some great action scenes in throughout the film. Um, there's a lot of setups where you think that, you know, when we get to that final act, it's going to kind of a, end in a different manner. And But it takes a twist. It takes a twist. And then when you think about the name of the film, it makes sense. It brings you back, and then once, at least for myself, after watching the film, kind of thinking about it, analyzing what I had watched, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. The the premise of this entire film is love in different aspects, and where love will lead you and what you will end up doing for love, regardless okay. if it's romantic love, love between, you know, familial love, whatever it may be. So overall, I thought it was a great movie. Um, it 
the ending, I will say, just because you're expecting something, it kind of falls flat, sort of, not completely, but I can see how a lot of people would be kind of disappointed. But it does kind of set up some things, especially when you're dealing with, you know, some of the post-credit scenes and some of the things that kind of take place where it does create a bigger picture and we know we're heading more into that celestial zone where we're dealing with gods and, and you know, beings in space. So it does open up some, some big things for that. Um, but overall, it's a good movie. I would recommend everybody go see it if that's what you're into, but it's not going to end probably the way that most people are expecting it to end. I'm going to let, let Justin jump in here. I just got one question. Yes. Thor, Love and, Th Love and Thunder, D Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, which, which one would you Ooh. say is? Because I, I got to be honest, was not a fan of uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yes, I would, I would say that um, whew, that's a, they're completely different as far as how they move the um, entire universe and where the MCU is headed. Um, the ramifications, I think, of Multiverse of Madness are more satisfying for the MCU fan. But I will say Love and Thunder is, I would rather watch Love and Thunder for what it is as a film. I mean, I just like general movies and films. So okay. I would I would personally pick that movie just because as a, as a film, it has more substance. And it doesn't fall as flat, in my opinion, as Multiverse of Madness. Um, Sam Raimi... Lots of love for him. Um, I feel like, you know, some of the stuff could have been left without. I love seeing Bruce Campbell, you know, having those Easter eggs and stuff. But I feel like one of the post-credit scenes was kind of a waste of a post-credit scene where, especially in phase four, we're, we're wanting so much more, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to know what's actually going on. And it didn't really explain too, too much. And also, I mean, that movie didn't, it could have just been two more episodes of WandaVision. Personally. Thank you. It is what it is. Thank you, Justin. I'm sorry. So uh, to, to throw this over on you, you get to see Chris Hemsworth's butt cheeks in the movie. So I don't know if that would be something that would tempt you to. Uh... <laughs> I mean, that was in the trailer. That was in the trailer. <laughs> it was me in the... I mean, no, technically it wasn't in the trailer. I mean, I mean I they, they blurred it, but I, yes. You... <laughs> I read an Entertainment Tonight article and he was talking about it, so. He did it. He spoiled it, not me. I promise. What was all this uh, about a soft spot? Soft. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, like I said, Thor, Love and Thunder, good movie. Definitely. I mean, if you're an MCU fan, I imagine you're planning on going to see it anyways. But just like I said, man, don't be, don't go in there thinking that it's going to end the way you think it's going to end. Because is there any full frontal nudity in no, that movie? No, no, no. Just, just the cheeks. It's, no it's Disney. No Thor's hammer? It's Disney. <laughs> Molinaire's there. Is that the next one? Molinaire does have new tricks as well. Oh, we got to wait for the multiverse for the... <laughs> yes. The, the, the Thor's hammer. <laughs> it's Whoa. coming, dude. They're getting into a bunch of different stuff. They just put... Uh, Figuratively Netflix, or literally. They just put the Netflix uh, Marvel characters on Disney Plus, so I imagine they're heading in. You know, they're going to start with R, then they'll go to hard R, and then they'll go to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, man, let's... Uh, let's I got I to I I I ask, though. So, um, so, I guess the, the, the thing that I was wondering is... Um, is that why? I, and I haven't read any reviews, right? I don't want. I haven't seen it yet, and 
Santa Tuesday. Is, is that why I, I see some like little memes here and there where people are like, oh, this, this phase four is just, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. Yeah. Everything that everything that's come out of phase four thus far seems to like, and I know there's a bigger picture and we could, you know, like Multiverse of Madness, they talk about the incursion. So we know Secret Wars, you know, somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. But then when you kind of juxtapose that with what happens in Hawkeye or what happens in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or what happens in Miss Marvel. Or what happens in good series, by the way. Really yeah, Miss Marvel is I mean, I have that on the list okay. because I, I mean I, I won't I won't interrupt. I would love to talk about how you know phenomenal that is. Or even um or even the situation um with Moon Knight, you know, all of oh, these yeah. all of these pieces seem to stand alone. Some of them kind of uh overlap, especially like Sean Chi and Miss Marvel have yep. a little bit of overlap and it kind of paints a picture. I but for the most part it's all kind of like where is everybody going, you know? But I think you're also gonna see um, my my belief is is that yes, Shang Chi, but I also think that you're you're gonna see the um the bangle from Miss Marvel. Those those are gonna be key um to each other, I mm. think at some point in the future, especially if I remember right, it, wasn't wasn't there a scene in Miss Marvel with, with the seven seven ring emblem, on the ground somewhere, right? Like yes, they, they were doing something. I can't remember what scene it was, but yeah. I'm pretty sure we saw it. Yeah, when they were uh, when they discovered the bangle. Yes, that's what it was. So yes. Yeah, I, I mean, if you want to, real quick too, we can just uh, briefly talk about Miss Marvel too, because I I mean, have you? I don't think you've seen it, have you? Miss Marvel Disney Plus? No. Oh. Dude, you got you gotta I, get on this. Dude. I feel like a Whitaker listening to you guys talk about the Marvels. I don't know anything about the Marvels. It's funny, is that this movie? I'm a yeah. I'm a turtle man. <clears throat> oh, we're gonna get into Shredder's Revenge. Don't worry, we're gonna get into that. Cause I was a Power Ranger man up until a few minutes ago. <laughs> okay, I, I I you know what I I know you told the story and I know we we don't want don't want to get too far off topic, but please, what what happened again? <laughs> Well, it's your story. I just want to get him engaged. What <laughs> happened, Corey? What happened? What do you mean, man? All I did was buy a pin from Karen Ashley, dude. And I was just standing there, an innocent bystander, and I was thinking about maybe buying a pin, too. But she looked at me with her giant golden forehead and asked oh, me no. if I was oh, filming no. her. I think Karen Ashley is amazing. That's why I bought the pin. She's phenomenal. Too. And the Yellow Ranger was always my favorite ranger, so... I, I understand, you you know, sometimes you know, things happen and you feel a certain way, so and you got to keep it real. You need to bring that autograph price down a couple bucks. I, I owe an apology for, for bringing up the, the topic. You did, yeah, this was you, that, Lakota. That's 1,000% my fault. 100,000% that was you. I already accepted that. responsibility. Let it go. So anyways, the bangle in Miss Marvel was like, I will say... I enjoy the fact that they changed her powers because really? if, if they went to in the inhuman version of Miss Marvel, okay, I, I definitely, definitely would have been, I would have been disconnected from it. It's the way they handled her powers. It seems to it makes more sense personally for the MCU just because I mean, right. if you're just gonna have your your limbs get larger, I mean that's basically again that's Reed uh, Reed Richards ripoff. We want to see that at least come from him first. And I know we got to kind of see the John Krasinski, if they even really you know, stick with him, I'd love for them to stick with him. But I want to see that in 
a Fantastic Four film before I see those powers anywhere yep. else. You know, don't give me a multiverse tease and maybe we don't see this, you know, again for five years whenever the movie's going to come out. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was great, especially because, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're, they're not going with that uh, inhuman direction for her. Not saying that they're not going to go back to the inhuman direction somewhere down the line, you know, because um, Black Bolt ex- exists well, or whatever, but... but- Let's be honest. They they they, they only really kind of started bring, bringing in humans in because of that that whole conflict they had at the time with with getting the X Men. Right. So so it's understandable that that they're going to push that back to the to the back burner now that they they've got those properties and and they're probably looking more for ways to kind of try and get those acquired properties in before they focus on something that 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 they only brought in for you know, to kind of close the gap in the meantime. Right, exactly. And, I mean, if, if it were up to me, I would say have the Inhumans come in as mutants. And because the only reason they developed the Inhumans is because they didn't have the rights to the mutants and the X-Men. So I would say, I mean, a quick little fix that, you know, you have Miss Marvel. She's more of a celestial-type being now with her yes. with her storyline. And you can still utilize those inhuman characters, but you know, bring them in as as mutants, opposed to making them. Because how else, you know, how else are you going to tie this all together? Because the mutants and the inhumans, I know they're they're different with the cocoons and all that stuff, but it's basi- it's basically the same thing. Yeah, um, I, I honestly, I I don't remember a lot. I, I was never an Inhumans guy. I never, I never followed the storyline from, from the comics. And that's why it was great that yeah. they switched her powers because so. we don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to do that. So, uh, but but the X Men, yes, I one hundred percent agree, and and for sure, I thought I. I I feel like they might re- reutilize the Inhumans further down the lines if they do the the No More Mutants storyline, mm. um, just to kind of because we we know that they can they can only build off certain properties for for so long, right? Like Captain America has transitioned into to different character. Um, we we've got Iron Man is obviously not going to be as big of a role, and I think that. Kevin Feige, let's be honest, he's a genius. He, he knows how to kind of turn these things and say, okay, we started here, we're, we're going to pull this back, we're going to put this in, and, and we'll utilize this down the road to, to kind of start to connect things, or, or maybe we just need to, you know, a different avenue down the road. And, and we all know that there is multiverse, I'm sorry, the multiverse storyline, the, the Loki, um, the the timeline storylines there's there's so many directions that they can go in i mean finding out finding out that mcu is considered 616 mm-hmm. and everything else is considered something else i honestly thought mcu was its own universe so i'm i'm really interested to see how they're going to play this out i'm not mad that the inhumans aren't there let's be honest they weren't weren't exactly a, a major property for for marvel i think ever but We'll we'll see what, how the, how uh, Feige handles it and what he does with it. And I agree. Now now that you've said it, I think that um, I, I, honestly I was a little a little baffled by, by um, her her powers originally. I, I my first thought was um, oddly enough Quasar. I don't know if you remember him, but mm. he's essentially a, a Green Lantern, um, and th- that's what I thought at first. But it, it, as the story went on, it, it did start to make more sense that it's it's. Uh, like you said, celestial, multi-dimensional powers that, that are kind of where she's at. And it helps to kind of 
create where they're going in this particular phase or part of the phase at least. Right, and kind of to put it next to Sean Shi again, they both have that similar background where they seem to be, you know, half human, half interdimensional type being, you know, and having these conduits, whether it be the Ten Rings or the, you know, the bangle, having that accelerate their powers or, you know, unlocking their true potential, I think, is a, a, a cool point that's going to be guided, hopefully. I mean, like you said, Kevin Feige's a genius, so I imagine the end game for all of this is going to be something well worth it. Yes. But I, I, I'm interested to see where it's headed. But the way they've handled Miss Marvel, the way they handled Shang-Chi, them both kind of being, you know, that, um, you know, South Asian, Asian kind of connection where it's kind of in this in the same hemi in the same area of the world, although they're in different countries, still relatively close enough where it's believable for all of these things to be happening, especially thousands of years ago for these mm -hmm. connections to be happening. Oh yeah, de def definitely the 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 history and in, in the, in the culture over there. There's a million stories that they can write from just just in that area alone, and, and just the way they they've managed to bring it all back. I mean. I, 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 I'm assuming you're caught up on the series, so yeah, yeah, just yeah. just the last episode was phenomenal, and how, how they they wrangled in the entire. Well, I'm, I'm sure they'll finish wrangling in the the rest of the family, but uh, mom and, and grandma, mm. and, and how that kind of closed and brought that that particular. Remember, at the beginning of the series, there was so, so much division there, and and they managed to take the history and, and and allow it to draw them all together as as a closer group of, you know. Uh, family, yeah, otherworldly <laughs> beings in a way, and, and just the impact of finding out how one person was. Nope, not gonna spoil it. Yeah, and yep. the, yeah, things are. It's just really good. The full circle moments, how everything yes. connects. The writing in that show is phenom yes. phenomenal. The cinematography as well, like just how they handle every kind of frame mm -hmm. of the show is just, you know, that you could see the vision. You could. You can tell that they care. You can you can tell that they felt like this property is super important. Oh, yeah. um, and honestly, they put they put a lot of things in there that were super educational that I didn't really yes. have much information on. Which I mean, kind of made it more intriguing as a viewer to kind of you know as someone that loves culture and seeing how you know different cultures kind of interact with American culture, and then to see them you know juxtapose their American version of their culture to like the you know, base version of their culture in the homeland is, you know, something that was pretty cool as well to see. So I definitely love that show. I thought it, I think uh, it's super cool and I can't wait to see season two. If they do a season two, they got me attached to the characters. Um, I am interested to see how this kind of all ties in with the Marvel. So as, uh, you know, we get closer to that too. Yeah, that's, that's gonna, that, that's definitely gonna be an interesting, um, Way that they do it, I'm, I'm hoping that they they continue to maintain. Um, I, I know there, there's not a lot of fans for for Captain Marvel, but I I think the character was not terrible. So I, I would like to see her continue her role in the in the MCU as well. Dope. Well, let's uh, let's keep on moving things along here because, I mean, we have a resident turtle fan here, so I would definitely want to take some time to talk about some video games as well as the Ninja Turtles. I mean, it's the best combination of things we love, right? As oh, pop culture, you got the turtles. As video games, you got the turtles. You gotta love it, man. 
So Shredder's Revenge, highly acclaimed, highly anticipated 32-bit classic. I'm calling it a classic already. This is, the, this is the best game that I've played in probably years. And we're on, we're on next-gen, you know, teraflop consoles right now. So, man, let's, you go ahead and take it away with this. I'll jump in. It's definitely the best game since Red Dead, in my opinion. And it's a whole different, it's a whole different style of game. So that's saying something. The amount, of, uh, the amount of detail they put in it is ridiculous. And uh, <clears throat> the Technodrome re Redux is a, a real bitch. Yeah, like, that's one thing I definitely appreciate from the game. You know, of course, it's, uh, it's kind of a rehash of, you know, our, the classic TMNT arcade games that we know and love. You know, whether yeah. it be Turtles in Time, whether it be Hyperstone Heist, you know, the classic on Sega Genesis. Um, but that feel, it feels just like that. But, but the up, Yes, the updated, Clean. cleaner, smoother. Squeaky. Of course, the first week, I will admit, there was a few, you know, there was a few bugs, but they patched things really, really quick. That's the beauty of living in the 21st century. They can patch games and fix it right over the internet for you. But, I mean, from the soundtrack to the sprites, how everything, the mechanics, it's just being able to play as Splinter. Yeah, that's Being crazy. able to play as April O'Neil. Casey Jones Casey. at the end. Yeah, dude. I haven't got him yet, but I already know. So when you heard about uh, Shredder's Revenge, what was your initial reaction? Well, dude, remember we were talking about it like right before it came out because we're the smartest people in the world and we know everything. <laughs> um, we were talking so about so humble, so humble. <laughs> well, we were <clears throat> we were talking about how. They should stop making these cabinet games, and why don't they just focus their energy on making a current-gen, old-school game? They can use all the all the hoobly jubilees that they do for the new games and make the old games look like the new games. And, and they finally did it. Yeah, I think it's... For one, I, I had a feeling that it was going to be really good because the team that made Streets of Rage 4 did Shredder's Revenge. And Streets of Rage 4, from the sound, and like that's the one thing about the team. The soundtrack is just as good as the gameplay in the game itself. Like they put so much time, so much yeah, dedication into those soundtracks. And I knew just, you know, from playing Streets of Rage 4, I was like, oh, Shredder's Revenge is going to be from the same team. This is going to be phenomenal. And they did not miss. They got one of my favorite MCs on it, Mega Ran, is on there. You know, oh, yeah. shouts out to you know the uh, nerdcore hip hop fans out there. But they also got Wu Tang greats, Ghostface Killer on there. So oh, yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting all that. I was just expecting typical eight bit music. So that was really <clears throat> that was a really nice surprise for me. And the voice cast are the yeah, goats. It's ridiculous. Our friends, it's so good. I, I was very surprised. So I, I'm, I'm genu genuinely asking because I haven't played the game, as, as I told you guys, but I, I had a love-hate relationship with, with the original arcade Turtles game. Because I, so I hard? Was, yes. I, I could. I'm, honestly, my dexterity, my, everything sucks. So <laughs> um, how, how, how would you compare that? Like, if, if, if I were to pick it up again... It, am, am I gonna am I gonna toss a controller at my no, my TV? Not until you get to the Redux. <laughs> then you're gonna toss your 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 kids 
you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna flip your house. I almost broke my switch, dude. I, I, because I wanted to beat the whole the, the whole game without doing any of the online, because you can have the people come in online and play with you if you okay. can't beat the levels. And I wanted to have four quarters. Four, so so you can six player six players. So yeah, you, okay. Six. And when you have people on there, you just shred through it real quick. But I wanted to, I was determined to, to beat the whole game the first run one person. And I couldn't, I couldn't get past that fucking redux. It was so bad. It's so bad. There's like three levels in one level, and you only get, I think you get like three lives unless you, unless you build your character up, then you get four. I, so the, the most I've ever got was four lives, and when you're dead, you got to start over. See, I, I remember that being the frustration, kind of, of the the original game. Like there, there were certain times where. If if you played your favorite turtle, you, but your your favorite turtle wasn't going to get you through that level, you needed because right, they all got different. Yes, and and that that was kind of the frustrating thing to me because I'm like, what? No, I definitely. <clears throat> and with that level, with that level, you almost because it's in different parts, and you almost need to change the turtle in the middle of the level because it it caters to their different strengths. Or. Play with friends, or play with friends, but because it's the turtles, bro. There's four he's, turtles. You're not meant to play the game up. alone. Cowabunga! <laughs> Ooh, you okay? My bad. <laughs> I don't want to pay for that. This is live. This is all live, folks. Yeah, but but that's the thing, though. The game itself, it kind of, it's a nod to that classic, you know, arcade cabinet style where you can play the up. game by yourself. But if you're playing on an arcade cabinet, you're going to be playing by yourself, and there's going to be three other you mm -hmm. know, controls next right. to you. And you're, you know, it's almost like, hey, this is a game you can play by yourself, but you're, it's meant to be played with other people. And I've I've played it uh, a little bit. I played with my kids, and I mean. <laughs> A, a three-year-old and an eight-year-old, so it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, my son didn't help too much because he's the youngest, but my daughter was, you know, holding her own. And it's even with you know having to carry one person, it kind of made the experience more fun because you Definitely. know you have to revive each other, you got to save each other. But then also when you're playing with people, they do increase the amount of enemies and things that are on the screen oh, yeah. as well. So sometimes you find yourself having to go and protect someone and it's really a fun game to play with other people. And it's a nice long game, but the levels aren't too, too long, except right? Except for the redux. Except for the redux. <laughs> So I, I, what I remember about, and since you touched on it, was um, being at the the old arcade, arcade, and you know just playing by yourself, and then somebody stuck a quarter, and you're like, okay. But then all of a sudden, instead of two to what four four uh, villains come popping out next to you, you've got you know eight to twelve, and you're like, well, that sucks. Go away, die. <laughs> I don't right. want to play because you just increased my right. shit by like four. Yeah, and when you're playing, uh, paying. Co Quarters, it probably makes yeah. it a little uh, more frustrating. Like, dude, I just wanted to, just wanted to breeze through this. Right. Got to go to a barcade where they have, you know, free uh, restarts. Oh, I escape it. Oh, it's coming back. Is it? Yeah, there's a new owner. Um, Is it coming back as Eight Bit? No, no, they changed the name. <sighs> they need to repaint it. That that. What Donkey Kong looks like that? <laughs> he know, actually looks like a Saiyan. No, no crap. That, he, that, that Donkey Kong looks like a Saiyan. Uh, so, a great ape Saiyan. Yeah, someone was 
smoking methamphetamines when they painted that, apparently. You just needed glasses on them, and then it would look like one of our favorite iterations of Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so Shout man, out to Matt. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, though, the Shredder's, Shredder's Revenge, phenomenal game. If you have not played a Lakota, you know I, what, uh, you know, well, just you, I suggest you pick I it wanna, up. I want to say one more thing about that beautiful game is my favorite thing about it, aside from the music and the gameplay and all that, um, one of my biggest problems with the Turtles is I love the movie Turtles, you know, the first the first two. And then I, I love the classic cartoon Turtles, but every single other iteration of the Turtles pisses me off. I hate the way they look. I hate them. Well, I hate them. I hate them. What so about, two, wait, 2003? I'm not familiar with it. Oh, I was going to say, that's the best iteration, honestly. Until they go to the future, then it gets... You don't really want to mess with that from like 2003 to 2007, though. I just really li- I like the I like that they kept the cartoon style, but they they change it just just a little bit. It just looks like it was drawn by someone different rather than completely overhauling the way they look. The Nickelodeon thing, dude, like the the rise. Oh, they're man. making a movie, dude. You're not excited for the rise movie on Netflix? They look like the. Like the generic Lego figures, the little the little playmate figures. Yeah, <laughs> that's sweet. It, now, it, the, the the animated series for for, for uh, Nickelodeon was were they the same people that that did that no. animated CGI CGI movie, the TMNT movie? Uh, which yes, they are. Are you wait the no the Rise movie? No, there, there, there was the, one. Oh, you're talking about the TMNT movie that came out in 2007. I believe no, that's, so. Yeah. No, that's no, that's that was like a standalone film that they made. The iteration that came out in 2012 is like completely different okay. than that. Yeah, and so it's I, it's way better than TMNT. I personally don't like TMNT, but that's you know I'm a purist when it comes to the turtles. So I I haven't honestly I, I the only reason I ask is I haven't seen a lot with the turtles except for there there's been all this talk about about the you haven't last watched Turtle Christmas the what Turtle Christmas Mm-mm. you need to watch Turtle Christmas oh. <laughs> okay you haven't seen the coming out of their shells tour you haven't come out of your shell no I don't think I've seen that one. Oh. I, I, I've seen the first three movies right and and I agree the first two two were oh, good the, like, the third one they're right after that and they're like. I think the coming out of our shells thing was like founded by Pizza Hut. I think so. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I would it's say uh, bad. coming out of our shells is right up there with the uh, Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, okay. definitely. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, maybe. it's bad, but it's like, it's like, give me some more of that bad. <laughs> if you like memes, and <laughs> that is the uh, concert for you. So, man, before we wrap things up, uh, I want to get a story out of Justin. Because, uh, as everybody knows, we are from Kenosha, Wisconsin, right? So, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know where I'm from, right? And one of the most legendary individuals from Kenosha is a man by the name of Charlie Talbert. If you've ever seen the movie Angus, he is the young man that plays Angus. And since we're from Kenosha, Mm -hmm. and Charlie Talbert's from Kenosha, there's a connection. His first cousin is this guy, Justin. So, so he had uh, he was randomly having a conversation with him uh, the other night, like last night or two nights ago. Last night, 
and uh, he dropped some gems on him. So I thought it would be a cool, like, exclusive little thing, especially for those that, if you're from Kenosha, we, like, we care about the people that come from Kenosha. Regardless of how big they are, people still come up to me every day, and I'm not important at all, right? So Charlie Talbert is someone that we want Mm to host up and help curate his lore and put out as many of his stories as we can. So... Justin, if you could give us the give us the one on one on what he informed you. So I don't know if any if you guys are uh, familiar with the movie The Mighty. Um, it's based Freak off a book called Mighty. Freak the Mighty. It's about this big dude. He's like a he's like a giant teenager um, who's like a little slow. He doesn't talk a lot, and his dad was a murderer. And, oh yeah. Uh, and then his neighbor is like this little kid who's like he's like crippled or something and he he carries him around on his uh on on the shoulders and they're best friends and but eventually the kid died it's really sad well anyway my cousin i just found out i mean i've always loved that movie and i've always loved that book and then recently uh we did an inter we did or Corey did an interview with him and we found out that he was um he did a He did a thing for the movie, an audition. I can't think of the word. He did an audition for the movie, and he landed the part, and he booked it. But they decided that uh, he looked too much like Kieran Culkin, the dude who was playing uh, Kevin. And so after he booked the role, they uh, they, can- they canceled on him. He actually had to sue Miramax for it. Wow. But... Um, the the hat that he brought to the uh, the audition there's a little Chicago Bulls hat he left it there and they actually used it in the movie so my my brother's hat is in yeah that that was the thing that was my brother's hat that he stole from him to use for the movie and uh, he left it there and it actually <laughs> ended up making the through the whole movie so that's my brother's hat in the mighty the mighty ducks boy wears it. I'm probably more famous than anyone in this building right now, honestly. <laughs> I thought that was a cool story. That so wants to touch me. humble. Again. He's just so <laughs> humble. You know, we have to we have to curate the Kenosha lore, you know? Like like I said, we we appreciate everybody that comes from our city and you know, gems like that, man, you gotta make sure the internet knows about those as well. So yeah, next time great. you see the mighty, look at that hat. And you know where that hat came from. You know, it's it's funny. I actually, after I learned that, I messaged my brother and I said, "Dude, your your hat's in a movie, bro. Your hat's famous, dude." And and I sent him a picture, and he's like, "Whoa, I had a hat like that before." And I'm like, "No, you don't understand. That's your hat." <laughs> and he's like, "No, I I don't know where it went." <laughs> Listen, dude, Charlie stole your hat. And he brought it to an audition, and he left it there, and he he got fired. <laughs> but they kept the hat. The Mighty Ducks kid stole your hat. Whoa, he sure did. And, and so it, it's full circle. Um, speaking of Charlie, uh, check out uh, where the Crawdads sing. He's a uh, he's in that movie um, again. More famous than anyone in this building. 
Shouts out to Charlie. Charlie, we love you, man. We'll uh, talk to you soon, I'm sure. Love you, cuz. Man, but thank you all for tuning in. This has been a very, very, very special episode of O Word with Corey Elijah live from Fan Expo Chicago Thanks, 2022. You guys. Seriously. You, you guys yourselves are... a round of applause. Yes, dude. Woo! <laughs> Phenomenal. That's, that's not how you clap. I saw that finger. 2022! Dude, let, uh, let everybody know where they can follow you guys so you guys can get some uh, internet clout tokens or whatnot. <clears throat> On YouTube, you can find me, Christmas Jones, and then you space, and then you put the little emoji for a Christmas tree. I might change that because it's kind of hard to find. Um, and then on Instagram, uh, it would be official government sween. That would be the word government sween, S-W-E-E-N. You'll see my face. Subscribe or I'll kill you. You know this is a podcast, right? With they love. can't see your face. With love. <laughs> no, they can see. They can see. three cameras, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've, they've it, been filming us this entire time. Shh, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Where can they find you, Lakota? Um, I'm really kind of not on social media right now. I've been looking at rebuilding what's going on. I didn't know what direct, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I I, I want to go in a different direction than where I've been. I feel that like a beer. Well, you guys can find me uh, everywhere. Corey Elijah K K O E R R I Elijah E L I J A H. I guess pretty simple, right? Only one in the world. So thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been a phenomenal experience here at Fan Expo. We love you all. We all of you. Every single one of you. you. Every one of you. And you. And you. And you. And you. And you. And you. All of you. Everybody look under your chairs. There's nothing there. <laughs> Thanks all. We will catch you in the next one. Like and subscribe. See you next time. Thanks for having us. Yes. Goodbye.